0: Wait no longer greatness has arrived welcome to the trophy room a playstation podcast made by the players for the players i am your host joseph aka mr Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend kyle talk about the latest the greatest and all things playstation news and of course you can listen to this show wherever you get your podcasts and on youtube at the trophy room if you like what you hear please consider dropping us a five-star review over on apple Podcasts. or if you really really like us you could toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com so p s trophy room so with all that said and with all that out of the way the greatest co-host whoever is whoever will be mr kyle stevenson how are you sir
1: i forgot my little shtick for a second i <laughs> forgot to look and then do the adam cole point at myself uh doing i'm doing well played yeah. a lot of played a lot of a game that the community forced me to play and uh I'll talk a little bit about it later, but we're going to save it for the Road to Greatness episode. Exactly. For f- boy, oh boy. What a game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kyle, did you know it is Mario's birthday today? Ooh, Mar-10. Mario 10. Right? Like, that's a March 10th, and that's why yep. everybody's like, oh, that's Mario. Um, I got, we I have Pi Day coming
1: you. up in four days, I just realized. Yeah.
0: Pi d- Oh, right. Yeah, 314. Math. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, right before the show, getting it all set up and ready, um, I was thinking back to dinner tonight, right? I was talking to my madre, and she's like, oh, it's Mario Day today. My mother coming up to me, trying to bond with her son, (laughs) who runs a PlayStation podcast, brings up Nintendo. How dare her? But she's like, I heard it on the news today. Wow. Which blows my mind because of how small this entertainment realm is to us how it feels so communal and like how in actuality it is breaking into the mainstream you Mm -hmm, know what i mean mm -hmm. it got me thinking though kyle who is the playstation boy that we can bring up that we can have our own mario day too it's
1: gotta be crash right
0: do you think it's crash
1: i i i i think so I think in mainstream things, I think a lot of our parents, at least for me back in the day, when mm-hmm. they were buying me the games when I was younger, Crash was a thing, and so mm-hmm. like they probably remember the commercials of Crash with the, the megaphone and whatnot.
0: I'm telling you, I don't know if it's Crash because <laughs> I can I, mean, I don't. I wouldn't yeah.
1: say Nathan Drake. I don't think any of our parents know who Nathan Drake is, or Aloy, I, or anybody yeah. really.
0: I think the closest one of the PlayStation Pantheon that could get to Mario is like a Kratos. But even that, that's like mm. a blades of chaos swing away. You know so what I mean?
1: He, uh, yeah. What?
0: <laughs> that's that's
1: falling from one universe of, of gods into a whole nother one. <laughs> that's how far away it is.
0: <laughs> Mario versus Kratos. Why does Mario win? <laughs> Why does he win? Why does he win? He doesn't. He's gonna eat that star, and become all. Okay, godlike. if
1: we're throwing power ups in here, that's yeah. a little. That's not. That's not fair. I
0: mean, listen, I've said if it's this a one on one fight, right? Th- no chance. I've said this on Twitter: we have to stop celebrating Mario. The man's an intergalactic murderer. <laughs> he really is. He's gone to galaxies. We don't know why he's jumping on people's like heads and just utterly nope. obliterating them, mm-hmm. but he's doing it. Koopas. He's made countless orphans out of those, yeah. out of those poor little turtles. Okay, yeah. There's there, people don't know, but inside those shells is the Koopa's families. <laughs> and Mario just jump on. They they bring their home
1: with them mm-hmm. to work. Mm-hmm. And sure, their work might just be walking back and forth in a line, but you know what? They're Absolutely. unionized. They get paid well with benefits. Yeah. Don't shame them. They do no. what they got to do.
0: And he, but I'm not. But Mario is.
1: Mario has an issue with him,
0: apparently. He's a real son of a bitch. (laughs) Big business over there. Listen, I would like to just uncover the conspiracy that is Mario. But we have some things to talk about. Some huge things that revolve around, yes, Team Green, but also PlayStation. That is, Bethesda officially coming to Xbox. What that may spell for the future of the PlayStation ecosystem. We're going to be talking about possibly a resistance revival. What the heck is Naughty Dog working on? Anti-cheat technology landing on the PlayStation 5 and so much more. But before we get into all of that, I want to thank our amazing patrons over at Patreon.com slash PS Trophy. We say it each and every week. there It it is no joke. The reason why we've gotten such an awesome facelift this year, the reason why our mics sound so great is because 100% of that is because of you guys out there supporting us. Everything is funded by Patreon. So if we ever got you through a long car ride, a tough day at work, whatever the case may be, it really does help us out if you can consider dropping a buck our way over at patreon.com slash p trophy room i want to thank our platinum producer todd burowitz and too soon i want to thank our gold members chaotic uh, monkey gavin goffrey griffin west jose jimenez jedi master wren our silver plus members hide indoors marcus o'neill oh it's just ray jb the purple monkey jadis von metal tim off and justin rod thank you all so much for supporting us the way you do, and this week we had the WandaVision recap, just exclusive for patron uh, viewers. This week we're gonna do like an Iron Man one, right, Kyle?
1: Yeah, we watch an Iron Man, and yeah. I think in between MCU shows, I think we're gonna go back and pick a yeah. MCU movie.
0: I really do like this MCU like Patreon exclusive show. Yeah, it really like it's just so much fun to do. And then at the end of the month, it's the community voted on it. We're gonna be talking about it. Resident Evil 4, On the Road to Greatness. So thank you all so much. And Kyle, before we square up the news, Mm -hmm. we have to enter the green room. Oh boy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm stepping
1: across enemy lines. Don't shoot! (laughs) Don't shoot shoot the messenger! Uh, This comes from our intern himself, Phil Spencer, over at Xbox Wire. Officially welcoming... (laughs) Officially, officially welcoming Bethesda to Team Xbox. This is an exciting day for Xbox. Today, we officially complete the acquisition of ZeniMax Media, parent company of Bethesda Softworks. It's an honor to welcome the eight incredibly talented development studios, Bethesda Game Studios, id Software, ZeniMax Online Studios, Arcane, Machine Games, Tango Tango Gameworks, Alpha Dog, and Roundhouse Studios, and their passionate global communities to the Xbox family. Now that everything is official, we can begin working together to to deliver more great games to everyone. At every step building toward this moment, I've been inspired and motivated by the creativity, insight, and community-first approach of the talented people at Bethesda. Our goal is to give these teams the best foundation for doing their greatest work and to learn from them as we continue to build Xbox into an inclusive platform for all players. This is the next step in building an industry-leading first-party studios team, a commitment we have to our Xbox community. With the addition of the Bethesda creative teams, gamers should know that Xbox consoles, PC, and Game Pass will be the best place to experience new Bethesda games, including some new titles in the future that will be exclusive to Xbox and PC players. As we shared previously, it's vitally important that Bethesda continues making games the way it always has. We look forward to empowering Bethesda's creative teams to reach even more players around the world, helping make future Bethesda titles the biggest, most popular games in their history. Xbox and Bethesda have long shared a common vision for the future of gaming, both as fans and as creators. Bethesda understands the potential of Xbox Game Pass.
0: Boy, oh boy. There's a lot here, Kyle. There is a lot here to unpack. There's a lot. (laughs) Everybody, here's the thing. I want to say from the bottom of my heart I knew the tides were turning when I saw some people on Twitter go, like, because, like, there was, like, rumblings, right? Like, oh, this is happening. Everybody's like, PlayStation gamers suck at you, dorks. Mm -hmm. And then there was a select few, like, Xbox insiders, I'd like to consider, that were just like, yeah, I think you know it's gonna it's gonna be a great future, but who knows? <laughs> like all of a sudden, like at the at the final hour, they were just like it could go either way, and now yeah. we see it. Something that I think we have both been talking about for I mean months. Mm-hmm. Um, this is huge repercussions for not just Sony, but I mean for the industry, and that's why we're talking about it here, right? Yeah. So that said, like we want to do all all the time, congratulate Microsoft. This is a huge absolutely not uh but here's the thing all of a sudden yesterday people on twitter became lawyers and they wanted to now define what the word some means yeah because a lot of people wanted to know what's going on here kyle what is bethesda a first party house is it going to be xbox's third party publishing arm what do you see out of this letter what does it read to you what it
1: reads to me is kind of what I had a feeling. They mm-hmm. say some to lessen the blow, but I think down the road that some will turn into all. Mm. I just I, I, I just really don't see again, it's broken record, but like yeah. I don't see them buying Bethesda and allowing them to be on outside platforms. I, I think it's a great idea to have exclusives for your own ecosystem. And I, I laugh, and I look at all the people on Twitter saying, oh, now exclusives are important. When before, you were bashing exclusives because PlayStation had them and Xbox had very few. Mm-hmm. But now you, you switch the tides of turn just because you got all these incredibly talented studios. I find that really funny. But I think it eases me a little bit for the, the hope. It's given me maybe a little bit too much room to hope for like a future mm-hmm. Wolfenstein game or or something of that that ilk um, I just think all the big guns are going to stay on Xbox and Game Pass
0: so when you say some do you think most like I think, you, most. think you think most I
1: think they say uh, it's, it, I don't know exactly which ones but I definitely think most will be exclusive
0: Like, Fallout, Elder Scrolls.
1: Fallout, Elder Scrolls for sure. Starfields. Doom. Doom. Um, Yeah, I I think Mm. most will be exclusive.
0: I I think about the quote that um, the CFO of Xbox gave when talking to investors about the purchase a few months back and he got a lot of heat for, it. but it was kind of what we expected when he said something along the sa- the similar line here that is said in this post, when Phil Spencer says Xbox consoles, PC and game pass will be the best place to experience uh new Bethesda games. It's not saying only, and that's leads a lot of room for me to say when, when they're thinking some new titles, I'm thinking any new IP, from here on out, is an Xbox exclusive. Whatever Arcane's working on next, Xbox exclusive. Whatever is, for me, I think whatever is a non-Elder Scrolls, non-Fallout, is going to probably, or non-Doom, uh, or Wolfenstein, I think those are the four that will would stay. But the rest of them, that's on the Xbox only. Mm-hmm. I think the, the, the huge games that have these huge established, um, you know, Fan bases; those are the ones that are going to stick around at least for now. But if if it was like most, I think they would have said most new titles sure. instead of some. And I think the sum is the hint that Starfield's definitely going to be an Xbox exclusive. Which hurts. I've, yeah. Does it hurt, Kyle? That
1: was my most anticipated Bethesda game. Really? I love space games, and if it's a space RPG... Okay. I was uh, I was really looking forward to seeing what it could be, and um, it's not like it's impossible for me to play this, right? I have Game Pass right. on my computer. I don't know if it will run it at this <laughs> point. I don't know if it will be outdated by the time Starfield comes out, but I enjoy my DualSense. I enjoy my PS5. That's kind of where I want to play my games. Trophies mm-hmm. are a big deal to me, as Same. stupid and ancillary as they are. <laughs> I love them. Also, real quick, why yeah. does Resident Evil Four not have a platinum? I digress. It's real, real <laughs> stupid. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I if it is all those established ones that I love, I'm happy with it. Yeah, I'm just, I just want to set up a good old wall there to not be disappointed
0: mm-hmm.
1: when most of them are just exclusive and
0: we don't get anything. I like the way you're approaching it, Kyle. Because a lot of people are like, no, don't do it. And it's just like, you're like, no, do it. Like, it's going to hurt. It's going to suck. But yeah. like, do it. What am and, I gonna do? And say, "Hey, Microsoft, I'll buy it. For, I'll, I'll
1: buy Bethesda for a dollar because that's all I have." What? How am I gonna change this thing? I'm not.
0: how much money do you need? How much money do you need? What do you so got? Spencer, shut the fuck up. How much money you need? <laughs> <laughs> I got fifteen dollars right here. How much you? Oh, $17. Listen, I have a degree in teaching. I can tutor your kids yeah. for up to for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Just what do we got to do? Yeah. It. You know, I I think Kyle, you have the most the healthiest approach to this because. It, you know, we've seen, like, a lot of, like, toxic vitriol of, like, you know, uh, Bethesda's not really that good anyway. <laughs> type Stuart, of, like, get, oh, yeah,
1: okay. Yeah. Sore losers. That's what I right. call those people.
0: Yeah, and, like, I've kept the same energy of, like, yeah, Bethesda is in my jam, but, like, this is huge yeah. for them. You know, like, I love a good Doom. Give me the opportunity to punch a Nazi. I'll take it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, those games are great. I'm not going to diminish Bethesda by trying to do, like, what's Sony, you know... Uh, uh, publisher or studio rather is better than Bethesda probably all of them I've seen those types of comments it just irks Skip me it. it's like let someone have a win here and I think you know I, I mean one of the main reasons why they probably say some is because like I think the one thing that's been echoed a lot is case-by-case basis and I think this is gonna be a case-by-case basis and I think it's really awesome of Phil to say hey for the time being, some, but I'm totally right there with you, Kyle. I think we are on borrowed time. Mm-hmm. I think eventually this is going to trickle out and just be just Xbox. And I'm fine with that, you know? Because yeah. what you said, I love my DualSense. There are experiences here that I absolutely love. I can't get a ghost issue anywhere else or a Bloodborne at this point in time. So, like, yeah, it, I like the experiences here and I don't have to compensate by trying to have this scale. It's awesome to see that Xbox has something different than what PlayStation's offering and vice versa. And they're both yeah. talent. So awesome.
1: Yeah. And for but- anyone that that's upset mm-hmm. with this whole like Xbox Consoles PC and Game Pass will be the best place to experience Bethesda games. Hasn't that always been the case? <laughs> Haven't That's all funny. Bethesda games not run all that well on PlayStation consoles? And mm-hmm. it, they seem to run better on Xbox anyway. Looking at you, Skyrim eating yeah. all the fucking saves. <laughs> Absolutely. And and to to go back to like the people who are uh doing that whole like beating their chest and trying mm-hmm. to be alpha males about Like, oh, Bethesda's not all that great anyway. They're stupid, they're bad, whatever. Like, just appreciate video games. It's magical that these things are a thing that can happen and people are skilled and talented and we have this technology to be able to be whisked away Mm -hmm. into these worlds. Like, sit down, just realize just how grateful we should be that we are living in this time and we're we're not in the 1400s where we have to worry about... (laughs) Single Simple disease. Well, that's too close to home. I was about to say, that's way too close to
0: home. I got you. I'll get you through this one. You got to play stick in a hoop. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Yes, I got you. Stick in the
0: hoop. Here's the thing. Nerd guy Steve writes in, okay? And he had two great questions. He's like, choose one of them. I'm like, I'm choosing both of them, Steve. He writes in via our Discord server, which you should definitely try out. We're fun people here. Uh, He says... Or asks For those of who will only play on PlayStation and don't have a PC slash Xbox, are they still in a better position now in regards to Bethesda games than before the acquisition? Going forward, PlayStation gamers will still get to play some new Bethesda titles backed by Microsoft's resources, but they'll miss out on some as well. Does that result in a net positive? In my opinion, it's probably too early to tell, and we'll need to see which games are exclusive. Are, are, you, are you in the same thought process here as well? It's like too yeah. early to tell. I'm, I'm on Steve's side uh... here. It's still too early
1: to tell. I think those comparisons are probably going to start way too early when it comes to like Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo, just because mm-hmm. those games are pretty... We're close to being done anyway before the steal was even a thing so i don't think they should be looped in to that kind of conversation but yeah it's still too early to tell which ones are exclusive and which ones we're not going to get over here on our
0: side do you think it's going to be like a constant like do you think we'll we'll get that line in the sand of like here's the games that are sticking around like elder scrolls fallout we don't want to abandon you fans but mm-hmm. new games going forward, like, are we going to get that announcement of, like, that's what it is? Or do you think it's going to be, you know, with every game announcement, hey, gang, it's Xbox mm-hmm. exclusive. Or, hey, gang, it's multi-plat I, I would think you'd have to draw the line in the sand at some Personally,
1: point. I would love the line drawn. Yeah, I would love to know which experiences are only going to be on Xbox and which ones I'll still be able to, to play on my PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Uh, in reality, I don't think they're going to do that. I think mm. I think every game announcement will come with a... Because that will create a moment right like whatever mm. the xbox e three show will be it will that's a moment when fallout or elder Scrolls come and says xbox exclusive like that's a moment yeah that's like a bombshell if you if you do the draw on the line and and kind of have a uh a thing months in advance and going forward like every fallouts on xbox every Elder Scrolls, it lacks that punch when it does happen. And I think Mm. those punches are probably a win for Xbox as far as, like, marketing goes and selling systems and whatnot and services. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing here as well. I've seen an argument, and I kind of align with it a bit, where it's like, hey, gang, look, the biggest exclusive that Microsoft has is Game Pass, The service is just too good. There's no arguments. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, right? Game Pass is a terrific service. I wish we had it here, but we don't. And the best thing that Microsoft can say to them is that, to us even, is just like, hey, you can buy your Bethesda games for, you know, 60, 70 bucks, but they're going to just... You know they're just, they're never gonna go on sale. They'll be that sixty seventy. Or you just come over here and the water's fine. It's nine ninety nine. It's fourteen, <laughs> $14. ninety nine. You know, take your pick. Come, come and you got this whole catalog of games you've never played before. What's a Halo? Who knows? <laughs> and, and, why is and this chief the master one? Exactly. Why did Joe misspell his name to chef like all the time? That was really why are these to, guns to have, have
1: chainsaws on the end?
0: Yes, it's. <laughs> It didn't even make sense in the lore why they did it, but they did. So, yeah, to me, that's, I think, one of the biggest positives is day one sales of these games, at least for the huge ones, still matter, right? Elder Scrolls, Fallout, they have such a big audience to them that, yeah, I think it is a, a good idea for Xbox, if these games are coming out for years anyway, sitting back and going, okay, let's see how these consoles play out. And let's see, you know, where the market hits, because usually a grand majority of them, at least when this was a PlayStation 4 era, guess what? Software sales, majority was going to go to, to the PlayStation end anyway. So I think, you know, Microsoft's kind of sitting back, looking where things are going. There's a huge motorcycle going past yeah, my house. I hear. That's it. the most annoying thing in the world. Um, and it, it literally it was like, how long was that drag race? <laughs> 15 minutes while I was trying to make a thought. Jesus. Anyway, that that's, <laughs> that's the Sony PR team. Go shut up, Joe. <laughs> but yeah, like honestly, I think that's the best way to go. If you're Microsoft, just kind of seeing where things are falling and expanding game pass to the PC audience. Cause that's who you really care about at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. all. That's all. I, that's that's all I got for this. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to like talk about when it comes to this Bethesda purchase?
1: Just like I applaud Team Xbox for going out there and buying all these wonderful studios. Mm-hmm. I wish that money was spent differently, but I'm not in charge, <laughs> so I can't tell you how to spend your money. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big win for, for everyone on the Game Pass system, though, because those games mm-hmm. are high-quality experiences. And if you're going to get them all day and date, fantastic.
0: Um, Last question here, Kyle. Yeah. As it popped in my head. This is a reactionary industry, right? We're sitting back, we're armchair businessmen. Yeah, I'm Sony. Do does Papa Sony actually need to respond, or does Papa Sony need to sit back in his long chair and just let our studios do the talking here? Absolutely. Like, do you think we need to go out there on a spending spree? We just look at our no. portfolio, going, we didn't got no RPGs now.
1: No, no, absolutely not. I, I, I think it's like. Yeah, sit back, let the studios do the talking. We, we have a long track record of fantastic experiences here. G- go. Kyle, Just go.
0: But Kyle. Do your thing. Xbox now has more studios than us. Okay. But, like, but like it's, like, at least four or five of them. <laughs> Maybe even seven. Now I'm thinking about it. You, you know what that means, Kyle? What? That's, like, two or three more games a year. And they're not done buying games or studios, Kyle. Whew. It's a scary What are you thought. talking about? We need to match that number, Kyle. This is we how business need... works. I've heard. No, we don't.
1: <laughs> With games getting more expensive, I don't need more games being put out for me to spend my money on. Uh, I'm already broke. Don't don't put me in the ground. It's too early. <laughs> I got a lot left. Lo- a lot more
0: life left in me. So you're saying that Sony, you don't need to do anything, you're no. fine,
1: I think I think papa sony is is totally fine. Just sit back, relax, let the chips fall when they do.
0: Do you think they're at least a little nervous? They're looking at this huge conglomerate way bigger than them making purchases they can only dream of making. Mm-hmm. that doesn't worry you
1: um, I'm sure there's probably a little bit of worry in there,,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I I will, I'll still rest on my laurels and, and know what we got and be proud of what we have. And if a studio makes sense to being brought up, fine, do it.
0: I see. Send the hounds to hell, Kyle. I know. I know what you're doing. Rain hellfire, Kyle. Let's buy out an EA. <laughs> I'm oh a businessman God. now. This is how it works. Oh, no, man. I, I still go with the theory that, like, if you have a really terrific relationship with your studios, it doesn't really matter how many you got. Mm -hmm. And if you've built a trust between you and another studio so much so that you could see a a potential, you know, future partnership, I I think you take a look at like Insomniac. I think Insomniac went in, on 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 sony's deal because of the success of spider-man and so like i would love to see them go out there and make some you know uh some big energy purchases like you know look i'm i'm me i would love them to go out there buy or from software make all the bloodborne threes and fours yeah, and eights it. i'm skipping two because we're all <gasps> the bigger and better things what up blue point right. come join the team hell yeah i'm all, i'm it, down Exactly. If, and I think Bluepoint's a perfect example, even Housemark, the best one, because these are companies that have very deep relationships with PlayStation, work well with each other. I want to see that type of relationship, not just like a, we're going to buy eight studios today because I'm bored and my name's THQ. <coughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I, I, I want to see. And it's what I'm seeing with Microsoft as well. Like this purchase makes sense. It's, mm-hmm. They have a terrific partnership or had a terrific partnership before all this. So, yeah, it could be, you know, as little as Bethesda will still put on, put their, you know, VR games on Sony's platform and that's it. Or it could be as big as, yeah, Elder Scrolls being on PlayStation Mm -hmm. as well. But I think only time will tell. I do think, though, PlayStation does have to look at their portfolio and go, okay, we don't have shooters we don't have some RPGs that we once did. We could take a look at these again. That's sure. what I definitely think.
1: Uh, b- before the green glow closes sure. the, in the green room as the door oh. shuts behind us, yeah. are you are you worried or would you be concerned that Microsoft tells the studios to 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 stop making certain titles and make? Oh, what they want to make. So, like my example, I saw online a lot of on Twitter was telling Obsidian to not continue with Avowed and work with, which I hate. <sighs> Please, Avowed is one of my most hyped, most looking, look forward to game, right. forward to game from Xbox. Like yeah. having them, you know, stop and make a new Vegas Two or something. Like, are you worried about that kind
0: of? I'm going to say this. I saw that Ryan McCaffrey's thread. (laughs) Same as you. I'm going to call you Mm -hmm. out, Ryan. You're a great man, smart genius. Absolutely no. I think you get weird games like Grounded Out of Microsoft because of Game Pass. Um, I think, you know, we don't even know what Truly Avowed is because it's a CG trailer. But even if it is just a ripoff Elder Scrolls, it's still off the Pillars of Eternity yeah. Uh, mythos so I want to see I want to see that game I don't think any developer is being told what to do in fact I think they're going to get like they're getting allowance to do crazier things so, like Tango Gameworks is a is a great example of like they put out these two games that under delivered and now they got Ghostwire Tokyo and you know I'm not that game doesn't look great to me uh, I know Nasty Boots is like but the creator of he's not directing this game he has Mm -hmm. not he has not directed it since evil within so you know i think they get to be on life support a little bit more because of this deal because you know phil spencer could go hey this is a japanese studio go make make some you know make some interesting titles and so i think that's that that's important for microsoft and microsoft fans every time i talk to microsoft fans they want something you know bigger in terms of like a japanese presence so like that i think it gives them great allowance i think mm-hmm. um arcane another studio that has critically successful games but commercially under deliver uh prey dishonor 2 unfortunately which is an amazing game uh look uh what you call it death death loop looks fantastic but yeah those games also kind of have under delivered uh commercially i bet phil spencer's like i don't care just make them Game Pass stuff Sure <laughs> And that's what They're they're pretty much doing yeah. yeah Yeah Overall good for everybody Yeah Bethesda needed money Microsoft needed studios They made a baby Yeah <laughs> Now it's time to Square up the news Kyle uh, this comes from Rebecca,
1: from Rebecca Smith over at PS Lifestyle. Spec Ops The Line and Star Wars Battlefront 2 writer Walt Williams joins Insomniac Games. Walt Williams, whose previous titles include Spec Ops The Line and Star Wars Battlefront 2, has joined Insomniac Games as a story lead. The writer confirmed the news on Twitter. Given that Insomniac's only announced title is currently Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, which is coming this summer and most likely already has a finished story, it's expected he will be working on a new unannounced game from the studio. Having previously worked for 2K, Williams' writing credits also include Evolve, Sid Meier's Civilization Beyond Earth, Bioshock, The Darkness, and Mafia. The writer left 2K Games and AAA game development in 2014 to work on his book, Significant Zero, Heroes, Villains, and the Fight for Art and Soul in Video Games. The title offered a behind-the-scenes look at how AAA games were made. He then returned to the scene as a freelance writer, and his most recent work is Star Wars Squadrons. Just prior to joining Insomniac, he's also recently worked on an unannounced VR game and an unannounced AAA game, both as a writer. Insomniac, Insomniac Games has a few titles in development right now, as well as the team supporting Marvel Spider-Man. Miles Morales, a sequel to Marvel Spider-Man, has been rumored to be in development since 2019. Kyle, yes, I Joe, I want to
0: blow your mind.
1: Yes, Joe, please I want to
0: take you to the pearly gates and show you God's face, Kyle.
1: Uh, I'm ready.
0: We saw the lead designer, or, or sorry, the 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 lead over at the initiative leave that studio join insomniac games right as i believe the principal designer of this future title that they're working on Mm -hmm. okay you now have this writer known for a lot of first person shooter stuff like bioshock like the darkness mafia as well what do you feel here does this spell to you resistance because the, oh, initiative-
1: the lights shine down above me <laughs> this won't work for audio listeners but video yeah. listeners i just turned on my very bright ring light <laughs> oh it's fine. resistance it's here it's absolutely resistance i are you, th- are you that sure i am 100 percent fully confident it's resistance the absolute opposite of what i was trying to do with the bethesda stuff yeah. i am all in it is resistance for or i'm rioting it's there's no way that it's sound that keeps hinting and showing throwback thursday tweets of chimera and resistance screenshots for them not to be internally working on a sequel
0: that the, there's wednesday was resistance there,
1: there's no, there's no way it's not a new resistance game, mm-hmm. and I am here for it. Okay, Whew.
0: I'm Let's ready. take a step back. You seem very confident. I'm extremely confident. Now we know that Insomniac has multiple studios, obviously. Mm-hmm. You had a team working on Spider-Man while they were working on uh, Miles as well, or or right after Miles. We know that they have a lot of VR teams as well. What do you feel like this res, uh, Resistance game is going to be? Is this going to be a revival? Like, this, this is like Resistance 1. This is Resistance Fall of Man total, total reboot. Mm. Or are we getting some type of Resistance soft reboot that's a Resistance 4?
1: Like a revival kind of yeah. thing?
0: Just like um, Resistance or something.
1: I, I would love a full-on sequel. Resistance Mm -hmm. Four. I, unless you just rework the entire story from one, Mm -hmm. I don't think you need to touch one. Like the story isn't great in one or two. Rather, like three is uh, the gold standard when it comes to resistance games. Yeah, and um, I, if they remake one, the story is not going to be great at all. But Mm. I, I want them to continue what they did with three. And, and have characters that you can identify with. And it's easy to root for. And um, that's what I want. Uh, whether, mm-hmm. whether or not I want a Resistance VR game. Because that is possible. Like you said, Insomniac like is working on VR stuff. Um, yeah. That would make me a little bit upset. Why? I think mean, we love VR here. I love my yeah. PSVR. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason I don't hook it up is because the wires So a little too much. Uh, but I don't want to s- play a full-on shooter with that headset NBR.
0: on. Yeah, I don't. But what if I don't... this? What if this dude? What if this headset's like here? It, it's like you entered the DeLorean. You're like it's just it's, <laughs> it's that the it's the Ready speech. Player
1: One. I'm in yeah. the game. Yeah. If that's the case, fine. But <laughs> what if it's they put not. like
0: this little dongle in your head and it's you're the Matrix.
1: Oh man, I'm in. I'll never come out.
0: Exactly. No, for me, I kind of lean on this being a VR game. They talked about VR. They talked, you know, a few weeks back, they talked about how, you know, there's, there's dev kits already coming out to studios. I, and, and seeing how there are multiple studios in Insomniac doing VR stuff, it does make sense to me that what better way of selling this headset than Putting on or reviving a classic that is, you know, that that is a cult classic to y'all. Y'all really seem to love that game, not me. But like at the same exact time, you have one of your, the tour de force when it comes to studios, it seems, at at PlayStation and selling this headset on top of it. Like I think that makes a little sense.
1: I I go back to the conversation we just had with Bethesda and, and how you were like, if I was Sony, I would be like, where are my shooters? Where are my RPGs? So if mm. Insomniac is going to make a shooter, I think putting that barrier of another couple hundred dollar headset on top of that might be a little bit you too make much.
0: Because I'm really thinking like this is a Half-Life Alex for them. Where like let's just say like your hybrid, chi- you know chimera, and like you have this ability with your left hand to like take ammo, weapons, or items, and like you know reload your weapon with it that way. That's how I'm thinking in my head. I mean, that, would that, that be makes, cool? Absolutely,
1: yeah. it would. But I, I tend to agree with you that Sony needs a couple like standout shooters. We haven't had like yeah. an exclusive shooter in forever, mm. uh, since the start of PS4 with Killzone. I I think bringing in so- not Insomniac back, bringing <laughs> Resistance back, yeah, would answer that, and I think mm-hmm. that would be a great title to have in the library of uh, an exclusive shooter back on PlayStation.
0: <sighs> Son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> No, I do What if it's both? Why not both, Kyle? It it could be both Resistance 3, you had the move controller element My brother loved that That's right He Mm -hmm. couldn't get enough of it And you could play it with or without the VR headset So that eliminates that And at the same exact time, you could still have that multiplayer component Holy Mm -hmm. shit, I'm getting jazz for this game, Kyle (laughs) Woo, jazz fingers Jazz hands That's how excited I am wouldn't that be cool? And then you can say, hey, we can have VR games that are in the same spaces as this. That's why, you know, you, again, you got, I, I, I got to remember his name because it's very rude. I have like the lead designer of Drew Murray there. He wants to do new and special things, right? You have to give them that carrot on the stick of why leave the initiative where he just rebooted Perfect Dark and just have him leave. Something had to excite him there. Sure. It makes sense. It's it cool. It does. It makes me excited. This makes me excited. Yeah. But nerd guy Steve then writes again. Again, he had two just killer questions here. Assuming we get a resistance reboot, do they bother to include a multiplayer component? We, uh, we,
1: we're well past. Passed.
0: Okay, there you go. The shoehorned. Multi- okay, yeah, we're past the shoehorned multiplayer every game. But it was reasonably big, a reasonably a big part of the OG games in the series. Not sure if this is the property where Sony would catch fire with the return of an FPS multiplayer, though. I, I,
1: I think there probably will have a multiplayer component here. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, I think the OG ones, sure, they were a little bit bland and Mm -hmm. kind of basic but i did have fun with two in particular um Mm -hmm. i think it could work i think the i think the reason why a multiplayer game would work is similar to kind of like why in some ways i dig playing halo with friends when i was back in the day um because of the weapons the cool Mm -hmm. weapons and i think that's your favorite
0: halo weapon the needler fucking needler
1: because <laughs> <laughs> that's the one like I, I would a... annoy people with and Honestly, yes i like people... a needler player you said <gasps> and before people say that when i say i've never played a halo game i mean story-wise mm. i've of course played multiplayer at friend's house late into the night right.
0: um yeah halo i think one halo two what are we talking here i think two i think two and you chose needler uh, over the br is what you're telling me hell yeah man <laughs> oh, jesus Christ. it's got okay. cool colors And to bring it back to resistance, what's your favorite resistance gun here?
1: Oh, the auger.
0: Okay, easy. What's the auger? Tell me.
1: The auger is a sort of like a um, sniper rifle of sorts. Okay, where it will it can see enemies through walls, and you can shoot enemies through walls when you have the scope down.
0: That sounds dope as shit. Yeah, resistance. Bulls Bullseye is cool too, where you
1: can tag enemies, and the bulls will follow the tag no matter where you aim.
0: I always wanted to get it. I wanted to get into Resistance Three because it broke away from the "We're trying to be Halo" thing that I always kind of felt. like That was you were the big issue. That. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like to me, when I when I heard like this is the true Halo killer, I was like, yeah, whatever. Okay, I'm done. I'm um, <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. I'll play the real deal. So, like for me, I would love a revival of this. I would love to see them have a multiplayer component for sure. I think that's why you have. These big first person, you know, shooters to begin with. Right? So to me I think multiplayer is an essential or yeah, multiplayer is an essential part of the uh this game for sure. That said, famous Seamus writes in. If there and the most famous Seamus might add, you may think you know the most famous Seamus. That's bullshit. We do. <laughs> if there is a resist- resistance revival, what improvements would you like to see in the game? What is, like, the, the two or three biggest sticking points to this game that you would like to see them do? Because I know, like, for me, health was always something in that game. You had, like, health packs, and then you didn't, whatever. Stick to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Find a system, stick to it.
1: Yeah, that that's a good one. Um,
0: no more health packs.
1: I I don't know the way around it, but... Mm-hmm. This is an issue, I think, with most first-person shooter games is I want the level design to be more surprising, Okay, where, like, if you get to an area and it seems big and you can clearly see, oh, there's cover. Oh, I can run in there. There's going to be a boss fight. Hop over there. Have it be less, more in your face, like, oh, big fight coming. I want to be surprised with those kind of moments, uh, with the level design. Uh, I think that is
0: one of the biggest things with a good first-person shooter. I think music and the way the gunfights play out. Like, yeah, you'll be like, okay, this is a hallway. I see this room that's a fight, that's a hallway, that's a room. You have to really diversify them hallways. And I think with the PlayStation 5 and having the fast SSD and reinventing the way games are made, I think (laughs) 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 the judgy voice, but like, you know, I I think that is a, that is something that I think Insomniac would be more than prepared to tackle.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for for sure. Um, I want the the collectibles to be a little bit more fun to get. Okay. Uh, Resistance Three. I I remember there being again. It's always a a file in a Manila envelope. It's always how about this?
0: Just get rid of them. We don't need them.
1: No, I I like gathering collectibles in games. Um, So I want I want relics of like the relics of the old world pre-war. Like you collect things like that.
2: Okay. I, I
1: want actual like thought. Put into it, and not just like, <laughs> here's a file of this person that's missing. Which sure, is right. cool, but I want to. I like grabbing relics, kind of like the Spider-Man relics. Yeah, with no, the backpacks you, around the city, like those are little cool little trinkets that you love
0: getting. Yeah, I think it, like when you do them right, it's BioShock, where yes. like you pick up these recording, it's playing through the mm-hmm. the controller, and then when you're doing it wrong, I think it is like a Killzone Shadow falls It's like this just feels like a gimmick type of thing yeah um yeah i think those are two awesome improvements i and honestly I, I as much as i would like to see it this be a multi i would love to see a multiplayer shooter on playstation um something does tell me the back of my mind it's screaming at me psvr2 but with that kyle let's talk about let's talk about economics <laughs> <laughs> oh god the only class I felt
1: failed in college and I had to take it twice
0: never even took it once <laughs> it's
1: not great uh, Go for it. <laughs> Eddie McCooch over at GameSpot writes, Last of Us dev is hiring an economy designer for a multiplayer game with live service elements. The Last of Us developer, Naughty Dog, is hiring an economy designer to help the team with a multiplayer game that includes live operations and player progression. The job ad states that the successful candidate will help Naughty Dog create avenues for self-expression for our players, ensure robust longevity to our games, and give our players great rewards to strive for. This all sounds like Naughty Dog is working on a new multiplayer game with cosmetics that players can unlock to personalize their characters. Naughty Dog confirmed more than a year ago that it's working on a standalone Last of Us multiplayer game. However, Naughty Dog has kept very quiet about this in recent months. Naughty Dog confirmed more than a year ago it's working on a standalone Last of Us multiplayer game. However... Okay, that's just... Copy and paste twice. That's my bad. Uh, beyond the new Last of Us multiplayer game, Naughty Dog has no anu- announced projects. However, Naughty Dog's Neil Druckmann has teased that the studio might make The Last of Us 3 or a new IP. Quote, the next thing could be a part three. The next thing could be some new IP.
0: End quote. He said in an interview. Kyle. New IP, please, Neil. <laughs> oh, this is what I was going to say. Eli Gatto writes in via Twitter. And they ask, what do you want Naughty Dog's Mystery Project to be? Do you think it's a I, new IP? Do you I, think I want it to be fraction, new. As factions?
1: Factions? Well, a Factions is definitely happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want a new IP as much as I love The Last of Us Part 1 and 2. One of my favorite franchises, if not my favorite of mm-hmm. the past decade or so. Sure. Um, I don't set it after the first game. I don't need another part. I'm happy with the way the story uh, is told. I don't need it. It right. will it eventually happen? Of course it will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't need it. I'm happy with where we are. I want a new IP. I want to see Naughty Dog flex some other things. I I want mm-hmm. them to go to space. Ideally, wow. I want them to make a space you game. In
0: space.
1: I love space games.
0: Okay, so I so do you think that factions has been scrapped? Do no. you think this ec- ec- economist, this, I don't know, <laughs> New York Times looking fool the guy coming? that would hit
1: the the bullhorn on C-Span or C-Net yeah. or whatever? Sure. Big buy. What, Jim Kramer, I think was his name, where you yeah. press the button and the bullhorn would go off? Never mind. That was a... I dated no, him I myself. No, I got sure it. I think his
0: name was Mike Kramer. I think he's Mike Kramer, the Mad okay. Dog or something like that. Mike the Mad he Dog was- is a sports uh, broadcaster. Sports and economy.
1: <laughs> Why not be and not, will be season? the show. Plus, oh, you. Come on. You? I'm so ready. Um, no, Factions is definitely still coming. And I think mm-hmm. this looking for uh, someone to work on an economy is for Factions. Whatever yeah. the name. Whether it's going to be Last of Us Factions. Whether it's going to be a new name
0: entirely. Do you think this um, is what they throw into whatever the PS5 version is in charge of 70 bucks for? Yeah. No, well, gonna... no, because it's a stand-
1: it, it, they said it was a standalone game.
0: Oh, so you, so you think it's just like f- fuck it. This is it's its own thing. It's a its multiplayer own thing.
1: Cuz they no they confirmed it's mm-hmm. it right here more than a year ago. It's standalone last of Us multiplayer game.
0: But I always thought when they like standalone, I I just assumed that it was like after the game's release, here's this thing it's going to be part of the game. Kind of
1: like Lost Legacy in kind uncharted. Kind of like yeah. Uh, sure. I guess I, I I'm pretty sure it's gonna be its own thing. Cause but I don't think they'll tie it to Last of Us 2, like a complete game of the year edition mm. kind of thing. Um,
0: I think they're definitely gonna tie it to, to part two. Cause for me, and, and stick with me here, man. Um, uh, for me, I I'm thinking of how do you sell this multiplayer game? You can't just you can't just go multiplayer Last of Us, drop it and. Expect people to pay real money for it. I, I think you can, think, really.
1: I think how great Factions is and how much people love Factions from the first one. Th- you can just say like, "Here, here's a here it is, new, better than ever," and people will buy it. No problem. No problems at I,
0: I think they'll be like, if you own the PlayStation Four version of the game, it's here. If you have the PlayStation. F- you know, game, it's already upgraded. Just go in and play it. And that in and, and you have that initial burst of people. Because I feel like if you charge people for it, it does kind of feel like you're you're nickeling diamond people off the gate. Like I think you're hiring an economist here. I do think this is a free to playish experience. And I think the thing that gets them in the door is a copy of The Last of Us. And I think the thing that keeps them there is whatever that progression train looks like.
1: I mean, I get that, but there were cosmetic stuff in the first factions. There was.
0: And they weren't. They weren't handled great either. No, I'll they weren't.
1: Uh, yeah. I, including like actual guns that are a little bit game breaking that were behind yeah. a paywall, which was not great. Um, but I, I don't think they're going to tie it to the game because mm-hmm. when they confirm this. It was in a thing like, hey, we were working on it, but as we were doing it and tying it to part big. two, it was too big. So it has to be its own thing. So that's that's where I'm leaning towards. It's not going to be tied and uh, be a free update. I think it will be like a $40 multiplayer thing. I, just I don't think, think that's the, an oof.
0: I think in the realm of a Fortnite Warzone, talk about big things. This thing is like 100 plus gigs. Like, I don't think you can you can charge people for just a multiplayer component anymore. I mean I that mean, is fair. Maybe Overwatch is the only example that where it's like you could. But like even then Overwatch is facing its own troubles as well of like getting that community back into that game. So Sure. <sighs> and as I say that, I'm defeating my point again <sighs> by giving you more ammo by going Rainbow <laughs> Six. But Rainbow Six often goes on sale as well. So like to me it's just it's just multiplayer is such a crowded market you need to make the you need to make it as accessible as possible so that you could get more people in so that you could get them on that you know uh, battle pass sure that's what i'm thinking
1: all right i mean i'm i'm fine with it being free to play because i'll tell you what joe when this thing hits me and you are playing all the time oh and what you know, I life, love Factions. That is the one multiplayer game, aside from Rocket League, that I will play non-stop. I had such a great time last year playing it.
0: So, w- what about this? This thing we haven't even thought about. What if it's it joins the PlayStation Plus collection? Ooh. It's in PlayStation Plus. You're paying that fee for it. And you have all these other games.
1: Oh, I'll, okay. Yeah, I think it might be a PlayStation Plus game. I was thinking it would... When you said collection, I thought it was getting added to like the PS4 game collection kind of thing.
0: That's what I'm saying as well. Oh, it's I like, mean, sure. Th- this is the initial game, because that's what made the first Last of Us so, um, you know, the tail on that game last so long was it was bundled with so many PS4s, and so you had so many people just playing the multiplayer component and falling in love with the multiplayer component, uh, and, and that's why the community lasted so long there. Mm-hmm. No pun intended for the last thing. But yeah, uh, interestingly, see, do you think it's this year, Kyle?
1: Oh man, I would like to think so. Okay, because they said what twenty? I think that news was twenty nineteen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So two years to work on it when they're already working on it. I, I yeah, I could see it maybe being at the earliest at the later this year.
0: Okay. That's the thing that goes up against infinite. <laughs> Who, knows? Who I, knows? I think
1: maybe it will come out at the, around the same time when we get like the PS five version of part two.
0: Okay, fair. With that, you know what I, you know what I love, Kyle, cracking down on cheaters. This next story. Gets oh, me do we want to get out. to
1: Eli's question? Did we ask Eli's question? Yeah, I did.
0: Okay. What do you? all oh, what do you want? You said space.
1: Oh yeah, I want that. Yeah. I want that space game. Um, because what Naughty Dog loves to do is provide little hints at what their next mm-hmm. games are and the games you're playing. And I think this hint maybe was really big. The whole space scene in part mm-hmm. two um could be a hint of them going beyond the stars. I- We're getting
0: Turok from them. It's oh, the t- dinosaurs.
1: <laughs> I either want space or definitely not Turok or dinosaurs. Or, uh,. <laughs> Like a Mission Impossible style movie. Like a spy Naughty Dog thing.
0: Nah, if we're doing the museum thing like we're referencing, it's dinosaurs. We're, <laughs> we're riding dinosaurs. We're going to give Ark d- a oh, for okay. its money. Yeah.
1: I was about to say, are, we, are talking dinosaurs? Are we a never-ending story
0: Naughty Dog version? Nope, we're riding them like the horses. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, I'm selling that. No enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. We're throwing spears. (laughs) We're foraging. Did
1: you did you hear the rumors about the Naughty Dog mystery project?
0: No, tell me.
1: Uh, somebody I think on some forum somewhere. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, it even had a title, and the title is is leaving my brain. Um, it is a VR space game from Naughty Dog. Space. It
0: is space frontier. Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek. Anyway. Well, okay. they already got a Star Trek VR game. That's by Ubisoft. Oh, that's okay. Tight. What What if it's both? Space dinosaurs. I'm, in. I'm on a roll, dude. I'm, I'm on a in. Roll. Yeah. I just want to see how the helmets fit. In space, uh... <laughs> nobody can hear you roar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to, like, I'm picturing a T-Rex trying to put the helmet on his head. <laughs> What's the one with the long necks? brontosaurus yeah <laughs> Just, it's like a really small <laughs> <laughs> one giant leap for dinosaur kind it's armageddon but with dinosaurs <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden our friend sean capri of the xbox drive is in that's his favorite movie Can let's you- have the t-rex Voiced by Bruce Willis. I'm
1: I'm just imagining yeah. just a group of dinosaurs picked to go into space <laughs> to
0: destroy this asteroid. They're walking in a line, slow-mo. Yes! <laughs> how are they carrying the helmets? Oh, this is great. God, I want it. <laughs> Let's talk about these cheaters,
1: Kyle. Let's <sighs> talk about how they're being stopped. Tom Ivan over at VGC writes Denuvo anti-cheat technology is now being offered to PS5 developers. Denuvo anti-cheat technology is now available to publishers and developers through the PlayStation 5 tools and middleware program. The technology, which is used to, quote, secure both online gameplay as well as securely reward offline progress, end quote, has been used for over a decade to protect over 2 billion unique game installs across 1,000 PC console and mobile titles, according to Denuvo. The company also claimed in a press release that DeNuvo Anti-Cheat has minimal impact on a user's gameplay experience. Mm -hmm. Quote, cheating ruins video games for honest players, said DeNuvo Managing Director Reinhard Mm Blachowicz. This can lead to lower engagement, game traffic, and shrinking revenues for game publishers. We are really proud to be able to help the world's most talented developers to bring rich experiences for gamers on PlayStation 5. End quote.
0: Sorry, yeah, so Reinhard, story-
1: if I got your last name wrong.
0: My bad. That's yeah, fine. He's like, listen, he's going to be like, yeah, it, it happens. Um, So I I put in the story here just to make cool reference that PlayStation does want to protect you some way, shape, or form against cheaters. How many times am I playing a Fortnite and all of a sudden someone builds a goddamn Taj Mahal? <laughs> it don't feel fair at all to me, man. But it's cool because the one thing that we are running into a lot when it comes to cross-platform play, is yeah running into people that it just doesn't feel legitimate when you get when when you when you're lost by them. Maybe that's a name bot or whatnot, but yeah, it's awesome to see. Also, when they say minimal experience, I am picturing when you're about to drop in like Warzone, they're like, "Are you a robot?" <laughs> and you <have> to <laughs> You have and to like, like, pick... as you're dropping. It's like pick a fire hydrant. She's <laughs> like, trying to I'm
1: click a all the towers.
0: Yeah, there's traffic
1: lights, <laughs> and then there's always that one square. Like here, click oh, yes. all the squares that contain a bus. And there's just a little square with a little bit of the roof. Yep. Do I click it? Do I not click it? Will I be allowed to pay for
0: mm-hmm. for something?
1: Exactly, oh, man.
0: Is he gonna lock me out of my PS5. I need. You me. always click
1: that square, by the way. Always,
0: always, always. Even if it's just like the exhaust, you gotta
1: Cause, uh, spoiler alert
0: Even mm. if you miss one, it gives you another prompt to do It's yeah. fine And then you gotta do eight more It's like, <laughs> Jesus, am I the robot? Am I a robot? That <laughs> you rings, doubting yourself
1: That rings up there where it, you go to log in It's like, oh, your password is wrong And then you go to do a new password And you type in a new one And you're like, oh, that password is already in use Screw you then, Best yeah. Buy I'm trying to see my <laughs> account points <laughs>
0: How dare you! <laughs> you son of a gun, Davuto. I hope you're taking notes. All right, these are our demands. <sighs> Kyle, here's the thing. I want to almost end the show on some good on on the most delightful of notes, musical Absolutely. notes. Let's do this.
1: Stephen Tailby from Push Square writes: The delightful Astros Playroom soundtrack will be available on demand later this week. There are many things to like about Astro's Playroom on PlayStation 5. It's a joyous platformer that not only celebrates the DualSense controller, but the whole history of the brand. There's one part of the game that may stick with you once you're done, however. The music. Whether it's the ultra-catchy GPU jungle song or the super synthy beat of SSD Speedway, there's not really a dud in the short but sweet soundtrack. Good news, then. The OST is being made available separately on March 12th, 2021. As announced over on the PlayStation blog, the game's music will be ready to go on all the usual stores and services in just a couple of days. If you've been hoping to add these cheerful tunes to your playlist, your time has come.
0: Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. I'm ready. Let me tell you something. First off, okay, (laughs) Spotify, my jam. The, this song, not enough people know, because so many people, they haven't, listen, they're not on the ivory tower like us, owning PlayStation 5s, being being kings, you know what I mean? <laughs> I it sounds know. just just a tad bit elitist. Nah, Oh, look whatever. at me and my PlayStation 5. Exactly. Hey. I'm looking down on everybody. <laughs> These PS4s, they're so loud. They're so loud. Here... It's silent. I just hear my thoughts, you know? Or I'm hearing the delightful sounds that is Asher's Playroom. And this week, they've been highlighting uh, uh, all the, like, the composers of, like... I think they also did one for uh, Sackboy as well. Because oh, they have, sweet. Dude, that soundtrack... I got the Spotify uh, playlist. It's, like, over 20 songs. So, uh, while I was making the tweet today that we were going to go live and recording... I literally have been playing that song as I was making the tweet out. As I was doing all the show notes, that song was just on loop. A delightful little tune. It's Are you excited good, about this it. news? You, you like I
1: it? love it. Any any chance I get to be reminded that the GPU does it all for you mm-hmm. on loop, yes, please. Yeah. Hook it up into my veins. That song is amazing. Astro's Playroom is amazing. Am I gonna replay that whole game probably this week? Maybe. That's how much I love that game. Really? Yeah, if I are do
0: you are you like into like the speed runs? Like are you trying to yeah, beat I was, Jeffrey Grubb's insane fucking I will never of like two seconds?
1: Ever beat Jeffrey Grubb. Ever. I'm not that good. I've tried. Yeah. By uh, well, that's one of my favorite things that Astro's Playroom does, though, and I <laughs> hope this is a thing that happens with other games. But the little notific- notification that pops up, like so and so just beat your time. Would you like to reclaim your lead? And then you can click a button and be hopped right back into the game. Yeah, I that's, love that.
0: That's super cool. It's also give me a like-
1: Pac-Man game that takes advantage of that, and I'm gone. I will I'm never record so with much you. about you.
0: I love like Pac-Man. Pac-Man. I love Pac-Man. What about Mrs. Pac-Man? I have
1: I 100%ed Pac-Man Championship DX2 really? I think on PlayStation. I got all those Ooh. all those hard challenges done.
0: Oh my god. What about Mrs. Pac-Man? She's insatiable. She sure is. Sexiest <laughs> video game character. <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine reference, y'all. Um so, yeah, no. I also the one thing like we were talking about the bad news of um, you know, uh, Japan's studio being consolidated into what is now just, like, Team Asobi.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Or Asobo, right? Asobi. Uh, Asobi, cool. It's awesome to see with this blog post, they really know what they got here with Astros. Like, they, I think they know the broad reception of this game is incredibly positive, that we're going to be seeing a lot more of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that could be the silver lining that... I think some of us were were, were searching for when, when the news came in about that. We got some flashes,
1: though, today. Some <laughs> yes. pretty amazing flash news. Uh, there is going to be a new side-scrolling beat-em-up Turtles game mm. from the makers of Streets of Rage 4. The studio is Dotemu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tribute Games and Nickelodeon all joined forces to announce Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. Get ready mm-hmm. to kick shell across Manhattan with Leo, Raph, Mikey, and Donnie to defeat the Foot Clan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like I said, they have made Streets of Rage Four, Windjammers Two, uh, Windjammers, uh, the the East games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they've had some help with those.
0: Um, this just trailer slaps them. something. Oh my else. god.
1: Trailer is so good, something I didn't know I needed Mm -hmm. But I'm so happy we're getting it
0: And when you said Windjammers, the art style is Like, yeah, I could see it, you know what I mean? Sure, Uh, but like It
1: looks like how I remember the Turtles in Time arcade game And uh, Turtles Take Manhattan is the other one I think there's a Manhattan one. I'm going to look this up because... Mm-hmm.
0: I think of Turtles in Time, and that's what this definitely brings me down towards. I am so in on this game. Same. This game looks so freaking awesome. Um, Manhattan and yeah, Project
1: like... is the one I was thinking of.
0: Okay. Now I would have read
1: that from a games, from the video store all the time.
0: Now, here's the thing. Yeah, it screams like the old SNES, like Power Rangers and, yeah, Turtles in Time, the X-Men game that, that we all love. Mm-hmm. Um you said something, though, and I was like, I'm going to wait. I gotta Yeah.
1: Wait. Are you going to shame me for my choice of turtles? Tell everybody
0: your choice and turtles.
1: It's Leo. Leo's it's... my favorite.
0: Listen, I get it, because you're a goody two-shoes.
1: <laughs>
0: if <laughs> you're about to say right Raph, thing. we're done. Who do you think I am? Who do you think I am? You're Mikey. I... Fuck yes I'm Mikey. <laughs> yeah, and that's why Absolutely. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Mikey is as
1: Mikey is a solid second or third choice for me. Okay. For me it goes Leo then Donnie then Mikey and Raphael. at the end. You
0: would be that that yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You would be, you would definitely choose Donatello, Donatello that's for sure. No, he's
1: got reach. He's got the bow staff.
0: I mean, yeah, the bow staff's cool. So I, Kid Me would be Michelangelo for sure. That's just my personality. Then I would go Leonardo because he has a fucking sword. Because I yes. thought Donatello was lame as shit, not because he was good at computers. Great IT guy. But he has a wooden stick, and I'm like, dude... Wooden stick versus metal sword. <laughs> yeah, and how dumb like... we were back then. <laughs> exactly, but honestly, honestly, Kyle it's my same logic I'm walking into still to this day. <laughs> like Donatello, good if I need help on my Wi-Fi router, but <laughs> Leonardo's got a sword.
2: Also, and Raph, doesn't do
0: like, shit I've... with it. He doesn't cut anybody in half. What's, it, what's he doing? Is the sword blunt? Is it a blunt? Sword? <gasps> Sharpen the blade.
1: So you're, you're saying you had a graphic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game where Leo is just cutting people in half.
0: Yes. Yes. All right. I want to see... Yes, I want to see <gasps> Lim, dude. Are you kidding me? want to see Raphael impale a dude, br- put him out like over his head and just toss him Weren- into a pile of guys, you know? Weren't the turtles in... Injustice? Injustice? Yes.
1: How violent was, was were their special moves? I don't
0: know, but I feel like we're about to find <laughs> out.
2: <laughs>
1: I, let's see.
0: Yeah. I, I, I want to know this. But also, I do like to see that like the, the devs from Streets of Rage 4 are making something also iconic on a different level as well. Like Streets of Rage is, is, is a, a cult classic at this point amongst, you know, so many gamers. But like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles still resonates with the youth, as I've been told. And also with us that like remember the SNES or going to the arcades and playing these games and playing these beat em ups. Like it's really awesome to see that they're, that they got this and we have so much faith in them, you know? Now, Kyle, you've taken a look at, and I've bought you enough time, I hope, mm-hmm. these finishers. Are they brutal? All I'm seeing from this one
1: video is um, just, like, the stage stuff, but the okay. their winning screen is them getting a pizza delivered, <laughs> which is pretty fantastic. These
0: turtles and their pizza. Oh, With, wait, hold on. Okay. That's,
1: nope, that's the opening scene. Never mind. Keep going.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. With that, listen. You, while you keep on watching, making sure something gory happens to these turtles, because uh, we're all we got really sad. Uh, what is it? Sadistic towards the end of this show. Uh, it's time to hop on the Sony Pony Express. Now you can send Yeehaw! your questions. Yeah, you can send your questions over to us over at the PS Trophy Room Twitter. You can send your questions over to the Casa de Bad. Sorry, Casa de Trophy Room Discord server, and we answer them. As such, with that said, this week we got a couple of really good questions, and this one, first one, comes from Captain uh, Logan over from Twitter, and he asks us this question. We are a few months away from the launch of, sorry, we're a few months after the launch of the PlayStation 5. Have you felt the current lineup of games has warranted the $70 price tag compared to most other games on other consoles remaining $60? Kyle, how do you feel so far? I think the only one we've really gotten to see or feel that with is Demon Souls, right? Yeah. Theoretically trying... with Miles too, because it comes with the Spider Man remaster, which should be Free Master, but Sure. Yeah.
1: And like um third party stuff as well, is also seventy. But as far as like PlayStation lineup games, uh, what I just game still... seventy though. NBA, I believe, was seventy, two K was seventy oh, okay. on PS five. Okay. So we're Was it Call of Duty seventy or no?
0: Now that you mention it, yeah. I think I feel like some of them have, some of them haven't.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think it's still a little too early
0: mm-hmm.
1: to see if they're warranting the seventy dollar price tag, but as much as I get frustrated at Demon Souls, that game is only curse of the show fucking phenomenal <laughs> and and and, and worth could. its yeah. price
0: yeah no like demon souls is possibly the most next gen game i'm ex- i've experienced so far and let me tell you if uh, if that's what like next gen looks like it feels like yeah sure 70 bucks go for it yeah demon souls was was a hell of a lot of fun uh and worth it but like is NBA worth it? Uh, I don't even think NBA is usually worth at $60. So to me, I think time will tell, but I'm still not upset at the price tag. As long as you're giving me really good quality stuff, I think, you know, again, games going up in value after for, for the first time in like 15 years, I think it just goes to show that games are going to have all different types of price ranges. I think there's going to be a multi-tiered approach. And I think I'm, uh, I think it's going to offer people multiple, you know, avenues to explore whatever options they have. You could go free to play like Fortnite, be successful. You could go completely, you know, uh, seventy dollar price tag with Call of Duty and still do gangbusters. You know, can mm-hmm. you uh, see anything cool with these turtles yet? With the yeah, families? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I found I
1: found the variations. Okay, um, they're all pretty much the same depending on what turtle you start with, mm-hmm. but it goes with. Uh, whoever you're controlling hitting them with their weapon to start Mm -hmm. off with. Mm -hmm. Mikey comes rolling in on a skateboard, whacks him with a nunchuck. Raph Mm -hmm. comes jumping in, throws his size and stabs them in the chest.
0: Yes, okay. Mikey
1: kicks the skateboard into the the other character's face. Donatello knocks him up into the air and then they all do like a a shell bash combo Mm -hmm.
0: move. All four of them connect. You see like there's like skeleton break?
1: No, there's a little bit of blood that comes out from, like, the size impalement and the sword and stuff, but it's not as gruesome as I think you want it to be. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a goddamn shame. Z Child writes, random question, but what is your favorite game from a genre that you typically don't like? This Ooh. one, I've been thinking about all day, Z Child.
1: What is a, oh, game? Genre,
0: that you a genre you usually don't like?
1: Oh, this is tough.
0: I know. Because I'm like, is there a JRPG that I really like? And I think if I could, like, choose a cheat code here, um, like, Final Fantasy VII might be the first JRPG I genuinely liked and beat it. I'll give you that. Okay. Also, I suck at stealth games, but I'm loving Hitman. Like, I was telling you before the show, over 100 hours in that game. I dressed up as a clown and shot someone through the chest with the shotgun <laughs> earlier. It was fantastic.
1: Um, I don't know if this counts. I'm going to need mm. the council to council to decide okay. on this. I don't like Walking Sims very much, mm-hmm. but I loved Death Stranding. The like there's there's. It. There's some there's some action stuff in there, but yeah. for the majority it's a lot of just delivering things from place to place. Yeah. And like old school like strategy games like
0: Here's the thing, Death Starcraft and... shit on way too much. Here's oh, I'll yeah. put the fanboy hat back on, Kyle. I'll join you on this one. I love Death Stranding. <laughs> it's a good game, and every time I get like, oh, uh, I get it he gets a little bit too full of himself, but like when you take a look and actually just step outside, put the bullshit goggles off for a sec yeah that game's actually a lot of fun for like environmentally like that those environments nothing like it and Mm -hmm. traversing them was actually a ton of fun Um, and yeah like the story was a story stupid absolutely it's a Kojima story but then when you take a look at it outside wise like having our COVID uh, you know experience very much mirrors Death Stranding in a lot of ways so yeah, I'm I'm with you there, Kyle. I'm with uh, you.
1: I'm I'm trying to find uh, like another less dis- divisive uh, example. Okay. Another genre I don't really like are like life sims, okay.
2: like like, sims? like an
1: Animal Crossing. Like I I played it a lot, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: I very, grew old of it very quickly. Mm-hmm. But um, I dig the Sims. I know that's mm-hmm. basic. But yeah. I enjoy building a house and then taking away all the doors <laughs> and seeing what
0: happens. <laughs> you fucking monster. I <laughs> knew deep down you're just I like, like me, Kyle. <laughs> we all bleed red. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hyden Doors writes I'm a, a fan of Bethesda games. But I don't own an Xbox. It is very obvious that this deal will bring many Xbox exclusives that my PlayStation will not have the opportunity to play. If the upcoming Fallout, Wolfenstein, and other major titles are only available through Microsoft going forward, I might be convinced to start convincing myself that I need a Game Pass machine, be it a console or a capable PC. You find gentlemen are cool and have multiple consoles slash capable of PCs, but if you did not have these things, is there any franchise that would make you buy an Xbox if it jumped ship from the PlayStation Cinematic Universe? I like that. Kyle?
1: Any of them, <laughs> if I'm totally honest with you. Uh, if I had to pick one, if the... Oh, man. If Final Fantasy was an Xbox-only thing, I would buy an Xbox.
0: I would say Bloodborne for the sake of the meme of the show, but sure. I can't even imagine how to play Demon's Souls on an Xbox controller. I've only known that experience on a PlayStation controller. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, And I think those triggers would just feel wrong to me.
1: Um, Uncharted would be another one.
0: I would love... Honestly, I would love to see last of us on xbox just because i want to see the people that have been trashing it you know the fanboys <laughs> uh-huh. that have been trashing it for years mm-hmm. actually like take a step back and go so i like this game <laughs> <laughs> i, I would love a strong. live
1: look in at them yeah. after happens. they said hit enter on the tweet and then turn around and press the start button and start <laughs> replaying the game
0: you know that's happened you absolutely know that <sighs> Kyle, 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 a lot of great questions on the show. I, there are so many other great ones. I know Jedi Master Ren had one that was that was fantastic as well. It's just I've lost it in, in, in here. But that said, we get off the Sony Pony Express to the last segment of the show, and that is what you've been playing. Let's, let's have a nice little cool-down moment here, Kyle. Yeah. I've been playing Maquette. Hell yeah, you did. You platted it. I platted it. In less Hell. than three hours, nonetheless. That's awesome. And I really like this game, and I think it is a perfect game to be on PlayStation Plus. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, for me, I'm a big, dumb idiot. So, me being able to solve these puzzles proficiently, I think this game definitely is going to, like, scale in that regard. Like, you're going to appreciate it more, I think if you're not as good as puzzles like I am and you're just there kind of for the story. Whereas, like, I've heard people that are really good at puzzles games go, yeah, this is fine. I'm like, I can see where you're coming from, but as a big dumb idiot for me, I felt really smart solving some of these puzzles. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say, though, like, Maquette is very much the Russian egg, uh, uh, you know, analogy you use where you're in this world that's in a puzzle of a bigger world that's in a puzzle of a bigger world and manipulating objects to, you know, turn them various sizes outside your world to go and navigate through. Um, I like those puzzles a lot in Maquette. I think it's a really awesome short experience. But I have to say, I wasn't the biggest fan of the story at the end. Mm. I feel like there was a chapter missing that really echoed you know, the, the, the story is about this relationship, the ups, the downs, the redemption of, but I don't feel like there was enough downs to to see where that story eventually ends. To me, I would have liked to see an extra chapter there to kind of explain some of the deeper troubles in their relationship when they're outside the honeymoon era, because to me, I don't feel like they went through enough strife. And I know that sounds, like, I'm not looking for a marriage story type of Mm -hmm. experience here. But at the same exact time, I don't feel like the troubles that they went through really kind of, like, not to spoil anything, but, like, really goes to show, like, what happens at the end. I didn't didn't feel that effect so much for as I really enjoyed the puzzles. There is one puzzle that everybody complains about. There's one puzzle that's introduced at the very end that you never encounter ever and you won't encounter ever again. That seems just kind of there to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, Like they were playing with an idea and it was on the chopping block, but they had to, you know, do something. They had to put it in for the sake of time or for the sake of pacing. Um, And I wasn't a fan of that. But overall, this is a cute little game. You should definitely, if you're a PlayStation Plus member... Go on your phone right now, download it, because it is an easy plot at worst, and a really enjoyable afternoon at best. So, Can I
1: ask it. you a question that was asked of me that I really enjoy about this game?
0: Who asked you the question? Mike. Okay, go for
1: it. <laughs> from Sixth One Indie. Um, he asked me who I was reading. From whose perspective were you reading the dialogue from the game? Because... The di- there's dialogue that pops up in the game where it's talking about the relationship between right. these two people, but it's never implied who is the one narrating.
0: Oh, through his perspective.
1: So for me, it was the same thing until there was a certain point where it flipped and I saw it from
0: really perspective.
1: Yeah. Huh.
0: Wait, was that the same with Mike?
1: No, Mike read it from her perspective completely. to her uh, perspective, completely. Oh, Nick, that's interesting. Uh, the the nanobiologist on Twitter, yeah. he reviewed it. He said that he read it from his perspective. Yeah. So it's interesting that some people are reading it from huh. different sides of the story. Which and I think honestly, is really cool. when you
0: told me like different perspectives, I didn't even think there was a different perspective. Yeah. Like that's because
1: just... it's not implied. Like there,
0: yeah.
1: that's that's kind of why I dig the story because yeah, of that that's
0: cool yeah that's cool kyle what have you been playing man
1: um i'm gonna not t- talk too in depth about resident yeah. evil 4 but i did play that and beat it over the last couple of days. give me
0: like a quick synopsis like a quick like a synopsis quick, like, tweet of uh, it.
1: i understand why this game is so high on everyone's list when it comes mm-hmm. to resident evil games and why the fervor and fever of A remake is exciting. I totally get that now. And I will be with you on the front lines when we see the remake. Mm -hmm. Because I'm genuinely excited for it. Yeah. But what doesn't work for me is the story and the writing. It is not great. (laughs) Not great in the slightest. I don't know Mm -hmm. if that's how most early Resident Evil games are. I'm probably guessing, yeah, a little bit like campy.
0: Now, this was your first Resident Evil, right?
1: First one that I've played... Till c- completion, I've seen I've seen remake two being played on YouTube from start to finish. I've seen Resident Evil three remake from start to finish. I've seen seven, so I, I've I've seen those stories. But behind the sticks, this is the first one I've ever played from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the enemies are cool. I think that opening area is is dope. Um, I'm excited to dive real deep into it after you play it.
0: Now, my question. Uh, for you Kyle mm-hmm. is there a fucking guy that chases you around throughout mm-hmm. the whole fucking game
1: no but I will tell you there is some terrifying enemies mm-hmm. towards the end of the game and oh I expect that. my god I was so <laughs> terrified
0: mm-hmm. they're called
1: regenerators and, oh. who, and iron maidens oh
0: boy. so are those the people that I should just run from you can
1: try. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit, I don't like this. In my experience, mm-hmm. I I felt like I could not find a way to get around them. You know, Maybe I I'm feel like as you're
0: expan- explaining this, I think survival horror games are my kink. Because you're explaining <laughs> something I'm dreading, but I'm also, like, a deep part of me, I'm like, yes, daddy, let's do this. There's
1: also an extremely stressful moment in a castle. Okay. Where, like, edge of my heart was pumping. It was
0: Are you high now excited for Village?
1: I am. I, I think within the next few months I will play seven okay. by myself. Okay. Uh not in VR, I'm not a I don't want to die. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I do I do wanna play that and and experience eight along mm-hmm. with everybody else. I think it's really cool. But I do wanna highlight I played it from start to finish on PlayStation now. The Resident Evil Four HD version, which is the PS3 version of the yeah. game, I think. Um, for me, it ran smoothly. The second game within the last few weeks that <laughs> I have no real issues. I know you <laughs> were saying how you were having some issues with first it.
0: five minutes, Kyle.
1: I had nothing. It ran like smooth like butter. It was wow. awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I played that over the last couple days, but I do want to highlight a Nintendo What's game what? that's really rad. It's Ooh. called Genosha.
0: Uh, Guys, settle down. I'm sorry. So we heard booing. <laughs> Boo, Kyle fucks. Hey, <laughs> whoa! None of that here. Sorry, we reserve we reserve oh. for Luke and Luke only.
1: I I know why those boos are happening. You didn't take the fanboy hat off. You need. To oh, them. oh, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Genosha is a a werewolf slash mafia style like group game. Okay, like um. Werewolves also, I think, a card game like a board game where everyone has specific roles and you need to find out who the bad people are—the werewolves mm-hmm. or the genosha in this case—and vote them out. And uh, mm-hmm. every every loop is like ten to fifteen minutes long. The character multiplayer? Are cool. Nope single single huh. player only thing. Uh, it's really really cool. It is visual novel esque. There's a lot of reading, so yeah. if that's not your jam. Not for you, but if yeah. you enjoy things like the Danganronpa trial scenes in those games, mm. um, this game is 100% up your alley. It's fantastic. It got a perfect score on Vita in IGN Japan years ago. It was supposed to come to Vita in the States, but they canceled it when the Vita died. Cowards. And now it has new life on the Switch, and it's fantastic.
0: Okay. That's awesome, dude. I'm glad you're enjoying it. And you know yeah. what? Technically, PlayStation, because it was on the Vita, so you know That's what? True that's true i i hear the hat in front of me the the fanboy hat it is pleased <laughs> it is pleased for me sir uh with that that's been the trophy room this week because i don't want to bore you with i've been playing more hitman <laughs> and Fortnite <laughs> and fork knife like and i'm real good at it you know uh and the best teammate and a gr good teammate by the way some people would say i'm a bad teammate kyle because I make an escape route for us. No one takes it. I'm miles away and everybody else dies, but that's suddenly my fault. <laughs> be faster, be better, Luke Lore. <laughs> faster, be better, Kev. God, these kids on the back. You do so much. You give these people so many wins. How many countless wins do I give to these people? And they, they just, they're just so selfish, Kyle. <laughs> they just, they're like, what have you done for me lately? I'm like, I don't know. Provide the most kills, most assists, <laughs> most damage. Built you a goddamn fort out of the goddamn thin air. I don't see you do that. You know? I do. Kyle, Kyle, today, right before this show, okay, all of them go down. I'm this. Yeah, this is a Fortnite event sesh. All of them go down, Kyle. Mm. I have to kill the entire team, pick up their cards, their reboot cards, um, it's a, it's an aspect taken okay. from Apex. I have to revive them. Do I get a thank you from any of them? <laughs> no. So I had to now. This is what I've had to do, Kyle. I now I now tell them when I'm doing helpful things to them, and they think these are things that I'm I'm just doing now. I've been doing it since <laughs> since we started this thing. Okay.
1: So you're like you're like the kid at the at. at... Knowing that birthday or Christmas is coming up, you do extra tours around the house to yeah. make sure people are seeing. Exactly. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah.
0: It's like I made you... Look, Mom, I'm picking up this piece of trash. Look, I made you the dinner. I prepared the meal. You want me to fucking eat it for you? It looks like... And then they'll literally go, oh, Joe's being a bad teammate right now. What do you mean? What are you talking about? What are this, these lies, shenanigans? What is this? Oh, man. It, it, it's I feel like Michael Jordan that documentary. what so I'm talking about, Kyle. <laughs> and I took it personally. Kyle, that's been the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. What a terrific episode it's been. Kyle, where can people find you?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MrKstep and on PSN. So friend me or send me those friend requests. Uh, if you want to catch up on some cool indies, head over to 61indie.com or 61indie on Twitter, on Twitch, YouTube, all that fun stuff. Uh, before Joe takes over, and I, he'll probably touch on it as well. Uh, Joe was very good about celebrating something. Shout out to everyone who... 100,000 downloads of the show. <laughs> Absolutely wild. It's insane. Um, cannot believe that that many people have listened to my voice and your voice talking about this nerdy-ass thing, PlayStation. <laughs> it's it's humbling. It's amazing. I love you very much.
0: Thank you, my mom, for uh, 999,000 <laughs> of those downloads. I tried to make my dad download it. He <laughs> can't figure it out. Oh, God. Oh, you're killing me here. Yes. Uh, yeah, thank you all so much. It's been three years, over three years, over 200 episodes, and over 100,000 downloads. And I don't even know visits. Visits, who knows? I do not even count it. But that said, that's been the trophy room. Thank you all so much. It really does help the show as well if you rate us five stars on on uh, Apple Podcasts because a lot of people don't understand how much that actually helps us. We've been dancing around the hundred top one hundred charts on iTunes forever. Let's let's push us over that 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 hill. Let's let's get us to double digits here, because that would be really awesome, and those reviews definitely help. And maybe next week we announce something that maybe incentivizes that. Who knows? Ooh. So, with that said, you can follow me over at Mister Babbitt. You can follow the show over at PS Trophy Room. You can find this podcast wherever you find your podcast feeds, and the video version on YouTube. So, with all that said, and with all that out of the way, everybody, keep hunting, keep playing PlayStation.